Well, some of y'all can laugh this morning. Praise God. Right, right. Praise God we can laugh a little bit today. Amen. Praise God we can have joy. Not because of who we are, but because of who He is. Uh, He's plenty to bring us down in this old world. Plenty to try to drag us down. But thanks be to God for His Son that He gave (laughs) to die upon the cross. (laughs) Hey, to be laid into a tomb, (laughs) but to arise again. To arise again. Well, if you would, take your Bibles and turn to Acts chapter number 1. We're going to be looking today at verses 4 through 8. If you would, find your places and praise God, everybody in the house is standing. Just about, all right. The Word of God says this, And being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, Ye have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, But ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. When they therefore were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, will thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? And he said unto them, Who's speaking here? Oh, just say his name, yo. Amen. It is not for you to know the time or the seasons which the Father hath put in his own power. But ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem, and in all Judea, and in Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Boy, what a word for us. Now some of y'all say, I've done heard this message, I've done heard this preached by somebody. Who cares? Who cares? I'm serious, God got a word for us today. Either we've come to receive it or we've come not to receive it. But I tell you this, He'll give us exactly what we need today. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, God, I thank you for this day that you've given us. God, to know that this is not our day, God, but this is yours. God, God, we got a people in need, God, including this one right here, God. So, God, I pray that you touch us. God, you remind us who we are, God, in you. God, God, you remind us of the purpose, God, and remind us of the plan. God, we don't need anything more or anything less said than what your will is. So, God, I pray you take full control. God, I pray you move, God. God, just as you intend. God, we're a candidate. God, we're open for whatever you want to do. So, God, I pray you take this church and you move it in a mighty way. God, if it take it, I pray you shake it, God. God, move us. We need your touch. God, we need your breath. God, we're your children. And God, we love you. God, I ask now everything said and done, please you bring honor and glory to you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Some of you might be asking, what does this have to do with us today? The whole Bible has everything to do with us today. Uh, I was thinking back at our mission brother butch you uh challenged me greatly brother and i love that i thank god for that look he ain't flinched a bit over there (laughs) praise god but i remember what two years ago you said brother what is the mission of the church and i said the mission is on the front of the bulletin did anybody catch that 
I wonder today, Southside, if I was to ask you, what is the mission of this church, if you could say it? It's right here on the bulletin. We look at it every Sunday. We talk about it just about every Sunday in some shape, form, or another. I'm going to read it to you again. Exalting Jesus Christ. Folks, it is all about Jesus Christ. Hey, nothing more, nothing less. It's all about Jesus Christ. Listen, we come together to exalt Him. You're not here to, listen, you're not here to see me or these crazy jackets I wear sometimes or this lousy voice I got. Huh? We're here to exalt the name of Jesus Christ. Why? Because that's where the power today is, folks. He's the one who changes everything today. Listen, without Him, where would we be? Where would we be? We, we wouldn't be saved. Come on. We wouldn't be saved today. We wouldn't have glory to look forward to today. Hey, we wouldn't have a tomorrow to know that, hey, it's going to be okay. Listen, for you, child of God, you've got to hear me today. It's going to be okay. How many of you know we're going to be delivered one way or another? Hey, ain't nobody like to talk about death, do they? Nobody likes to talk about death. But praise God, I'm going to be delivered one way or another. Hey, I might die with that trial. I might die with that circumstance. But praise God, if I die now, I go to glory, folks. Listen, it's all good. We're winners in Christ. We're winners. May we exalt Jesus Christ. May we live a life to exalt Jesus Christ. Why? Because it's all about Him. It's all about Him. I go to the second point here, and we're going to get into the Word. Some of y'all say, when are we going to get into the Word? This is all about the Word. Oh, this is all about the Word. But we're going to get there too, because we got some clear instruction. You say, that's instruction for us? Oh, you better believe it. Hey, we ain't, hey, we ain't showed up without instruction today. What does it say, number two? Okay, first we're going to exalt Jesus Christ. Number two, we're going to evangelize the community. Well, we got three people going to evangelize. Hey, come on now. We're a responsive church, ain't we? Well, you ain't got to be now. Some of y'all, I mean, y'all looking rough this morning. Come on now. Come on. on. Evangelizing the community. What does that mean? The Savior that we exalt, that we lift high. We don't keep him just in here. (laughs) Why? Because if we're saved, he's in here. And we let him out, folks. And we go and we tell a lost and dying world that Jesus saves. That Jesus saves. Folks, it does us no good to sit here and hide. Too many Christians hiding today. they scared to death to speak the name of Jesus Christ. Uh, Johnny Hunt said it this past week, and I tell you what, it just it was like he cut me open and ripped, put his hand inside and just crushed my heart. He said, uh, I'll never forget going uh, when God called and I answered the call and was going into full-time ministry. He said, uh, in the first two years, I realized that I was not hardly leading anybody to Christ. Now, I'm talking, about a, I'm talking about a great preacher of God. Admitting this in front of everybody. 2,500 people there. He's probably told this many times over. Not leading anybody to Christ. He said, I got to looking around in my circle. <laughs> Are y'all listening to me this morning? He said, everybody in my circle was saved. Now, that feels good, don't it? I mean, it feels good to be around saved people, don't it? Hey, and that's a good place to be, to have friends that saved. But how many of you know that if that's your circle, you ain't going to reach nobody? We've got to get outside the circle. 
Now listen to me. I'm not saying go and partake of sin. What I am saying is go into a lost and dying world. And let's say, listen, and let's stop talking about what we don't believe and start talking about what we do believe. And that is that Jesus saves. That he is the light of the world. That he is the bread of life, folks. He is our everything. Listen, he's the one who takes care of us. He's the one who cares for us when nobody does. Listen, when your own brother and your own sister in Christ may be even kicking you in the back, Who's there for you? Jesus is. See, we can pretend all that stuff don't take place, but it does. It does, folks. Listen, I'm going to let you down. News flash. We need a scroll right here. Maybe Greg can put it on there before the end of service. Preacher going to let you down. Huh? Preacher going to let I'm serious. Huh? I mean, I, if Brother Fred was here and able to be here, work your fingers to the bone. Huh? Because I get so busy about doing this, that, and the other. Huh? But you know what I still do? Let you down. We're going to let each other down, folks. See, I can say that because I've been there. All right? Now, you say, preacher, you're just trying to go around letting everybody down. <laughs> no. Hear my heart. I hope y'all know me better than that. I believe you do. But I'm just like you. And we're going to let people down. But can I tell you, ain't nobody like Jesus. <laughs> folks, he don't. Hey, listen. He, he's not clocking out for lunch. He's not going home at the end of the Amen. day. <laughs> Did anybody, somebody hear that over there? Amen. He's always there for us. <laughs> He's always there for us, folks. Huh? You might say, I know Jesus. Well, let's go live for him. Amen. Let's go live for him. What does it say? Evangelizing the community. What's number three? Equipping the believer. What in the world does that mean? That means we need to grow closer to him. And not only grow closer to him, but grow closer to each other. Huh? How many of you know if we're doing the one, the other's going to happen? Huh? And I'm talking about growing closer to him. See, it's good to grow closer to each other, but we got to have him in the midst of it. If not, guess what? We're a good, we're, we're good, uh, we're a good club. Hello? That's what's real. Huh? Equipping the believer. What does that mean? That means you and I come in with hearts ready to grow. You and I come in with hearts ready to learn, huh? Ready to grow closer and closer to the Lord Jesus Christ. We're coming up on one of the busiest times. of the, We might already be in the busiest time of the year. People are already putting Christmas lights up. God help. Yeah, there you go, brother. What in the world are we doing putting up Christmas lights? Can't we eat turkey first? But, but it just shows you let me get back. All right, I'm getting back. Okay. Y'all, I'm meddling right now, okay? Somebody got lights up, and they're going to be mad and offended. Probably won't be back tonight, all right? But the truth is, we're going into a busy season. It's no accident, folks, that the very busyness of the season we're going to is when we celebrate the birth of Christ. <laughs> Listen, and, and you can get caught up in it, and you can do all these things, but guess what? <laughs> Don't miss the birth of Christ. Huh? Yes, it's already happened, but celebrate it. What am I telling you? You say, wonder where are you talking about? This is one of the greatest opportunities we'll have to share the gospel with people. Huh? And this is what I pray, Southside. As we get closer and closer, we don't miss the opportunity. We don't miss the opportunity. You know, Thanksgiving's a great time to be able to share the gospel because we ought to be thankful for what Christ has done for us. Hey, we ought to be able to share our testimony, Amen. But what do we see? Let's go ahead and get into the Word here. 
Maybe this will help us today as we go forward with that. We see in, uh, we see in verse number 8 very clearly, what does the Word of God say? Ye shall be witnesses unto me. Church, that is our call. Two people got it. That is our call to be witnesses of who? Jesus Christ. Hey, who he is and what he done and where he's at, folks, and what he can do for you. Yes, that is our, that is our call today. But uh, even though we've got a calling, don't mean that we've met all the re- requirements for that call. Oh, where in the world is he going? Well, let's just sit there for a little bit. huh? Let's sit there. Number one, you've got to be really saved. You can't talk about somebody you ain't got a personal relationship with. Hey, you can't tell somebody about something that ain't happened to you. You've got to know him personally. You've got to have a first-hand experience with Jesus Christ. Hey, you've got to know where you came from and where, what he did with you. Everybody looking around, where everybody saved him? Oh, we don't know that. Oh, we do not know that today. Wasn't it D.L. Moody that said he would be surprised if half his church was in glory when he got there? That'll hurt some feelings, won't it? <laughs> Maybe to cause a, a real big swallow and you come on down here and get saved. I'm serious. Friday night, I thank God. Guess what we had? A lady on the church roll get saved. Yeah, I love it when church members get saved. Praise God. Then they ain't going to really tell what Jesus has done for them. Amen? Yes, yes, that's what it's all about. There's requirements, though, if you're going to go and be a witness. Number one, you need to be saved. You need to know firsthand what Jesus Christ can do for you, right? And what he did for you. If you're saved, he performed a miracle in your life. A miracle in your life. If you don't believe it, well, you better get a hold of it. Number two, though, a testimony lived. Now, this ain't the message. This is the prelude or the prelude or the whatever is before the movie. All right? Number two. Number two. I'm giving you some twos for five. I think I got five things, and then we're going to have another four or five things. Depend on what God does, all right? We have some extra time today. Praise God. Y'all getting quiet on that. Number two, a testimony lived. How many of you know you got to have a testimony? Yes, you got to have a testimony. If you ain't got a testimony, what do you got? You ain't got nothing. Listen, y'all smart now, listen. Yeah, you ain't got nothing without a testimony. And you know these people sitting in here today, you got the greatest, one of the greatest testimonies, and you hiding that thing. You're hiding that thing. You're keeping it under a bushel. See, we can sing that to the kids, but we can't sing it to ourselves. It hits home a little bit then, don't it? Gets a little close to the flame, don't it? Huh? Yes, a personal experience, a testimony. How about to be a witness? You've got to have a backbone to stand. Hey, people don't want to talk about that today, do they? We got compromised left and right, folks. We got given up left and right. And listen, I, I'm, not, I'm not about to stand here and say ministry is easy. If it was easy, it wouldn't be ministry. We got a lost and dying world out there. We got hurting people out there, folks. We got hurting people sitting in here today. Right? It's hard. Sometimes it's tough. And sometimes it ain't easy to stand. I can tell you this, sometimes I'm not the most popular person in the room. Yes. How many people you think asked me to go to the beach with them? Oh, y'all really thinking now, ain't you? I got y'all working. Them wheels are turning, ain't they? Huh? They someplace I don't get invited. Oh, thank God I don't, right? Right? Huh? Yes. 
Ain't always going to be popular, folks. And, and what I say about me, listen, I say about you because, listen, if Christ is in you and you're living for Him, it ought to be the same way. People ought to know what you stand for, what you believe in. Listen, it's not enough to be a compromiser. Anybody can be a compromiser. But Jesus Christ, He's looking for those who are going to stand. Stand upon His Word. Stand upon His doctrine, folks. And Hey, listen, and stand upon a real word. I'm not going to get into it. We ain't got to, but listen. There ain't but one true word. There ain't but one true word. That won't get a lot of amens, and that's okay. And that's okay. But I stand upon his word. Backbone to stand. I wrote down this little bit of this little jot right here because it just, it just, God just placed it there. Witness, a witness is gonna get a whooping. A witness is gonna get a whooping. I think some of us bought the goods that we was going to get saved and it was all going to be easy. Uh-oh. Don't you come to Southside with that mindset. I'm telling you right now, we'll whoop you. We'll whoop you for thinking that way, all right? Listen, you're going to get a whooping, folks. There's going to be a little persecution, all right? Huh? Yes. Why don't we accept that and move on? Move on. Not everybody's going to be your friend. Not everybody's going to like you. You ain't going to show up on your job and say, hey, let's call him over there because we love him to death. Hey, I remember on my job, you know what they'd say? We better go tell that joke over there because at his desk, you better not say that. Praise God. Take that garbage somewhere else. Listen, I ain't saying you shouldn't love people. What I am saying is you need to show them the way, folks. And we don't do that by compromise. We do not do that by compromise. God, give us a backbone, a backbone. Number four, you're going to have to have some patience. You're going to have to have some patience. If you're going to be a witness for the Lord Jesus Christ, you better get some patience. Because people ain't going to do what you think they ought to do, and what God's leading you to do, they ain't leading them to do. Did y'all catch that? Maybe you'll get it over lunch. Huh? you got to have patience. I tell you what, so many times, I listen to my heart. This is the heart of a pastor. Y'all ready? I see so much in people. I see what God has gifted them with, and I see them sit on it. I'm going to say it again. I see people, I see how God has gifted them, and then I see how they sit on it. And some of y'all just still didn't get it. Folks, he didn't gift us to sit on it. He gifted us to use it. And I'm afraid far too many people is going to wait till the gift is gone before they use it. But it's going to take patience with people. They ain't going to always do what you want them to do. They ain't going to always say and go to places. They ain't going to show up like you want them to. Come on. Right? Why? Because we ain't perfect. We ain't perfect, and we need to get over that. Number five, it's going to have to take power. Most important, power. Too many are operating without the power of the Holy Ghost of God. I'm going to say it again. Operating without the power of the Holy Ghost of God. Folks, it's the power that's missing today. When we go, listen, when you go into a battle, listen, and you ain't got the power with you, how in the world you going to come out? How in the world you cannot win, folks? And if we're going to go out and tell a lost and dying world about Jesus Christ, we better go with some power, folks. Why? Because we can't save nobody. I'll say it again. We can't save nobody. 
You can't save nobody. Even if you tried to die for them, you couldn't save them. Only Jesus Christ can. It's got to be through the Spirit of Almighty God, folks, working and moving in us. Listen, He ought to be, listen, we ought to be so close to God, He's going before us. He's guiding our steps. He's guiding our tongue. He's guiding our lips. He's guiding our every word. That's the way it's got to be. There is no other way. Hey, so many, we'll, listen, we'll come up with programs left and right. Who loves programs? Every Baptist. Yeah. I bet somewhere right now in the world, there's a Baptist somewhere trying to write a program. Yes. We love programs. And listen, we got, we got some great things. I mean, really, we got some great things. But how about we call them ministries? Huh? How about we get off that word program? Oh, I know I ain't supposed to hate, but I hate that word program. Why? Because that, that's a secular word. Huh? That's going through the motions. Hey, when it's a ministry, it changes our attitude. Why? Because number one, it ain't ours. It's his. Folks, we got to have his power if we're going to reach anybody for Christ. And I thank God for those that we do reach. But I want to challenge you this morning. What more could we do? How many more could we reach? How many more could we see saved? Not that we can save them. Hey, but with the precious word of God and the power of God behind those words and behind his word, they see exactly who they are in Christ. Think about it today. Now, here's the word. Go with me to verse number 4. And being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, Ye have heard of me. What is this first command? What did he tell them? They should not depart. Boy, those words will stand out on you. They should not depart. I wonder in this place, under the sound of my voice this morning, how many people would just like to give up? Huh? How many people would like to give up? No, I'm not talking about, I, I'm not talking about things in the church. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about life. I'm talking about serious business. I'm talking about you so depressed and down. You so down, you don't know how you're going to get up. What does he say? Do not depart. Why? Because there's something for you to do, folks. Do not depart. I learned a long time ago. Listen, my pastor told me, you keep doing what God told you to do till he gives you something else to do. Too many times we're ready to quit and throw in the towel. Listen and say, we ain't got nothing left to give. You are not the judge of that. Almighty God is. It's his call upon your life. And if you're saved, he's called every single one of you. Every single one of you. Every single one of you. Do not depart. What else is said there? Commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father. Wait. Well, that's a word we really don't like, is it? And hey, in 2019, ain't nobody walking around saying, I just love to wait. I told y'all about Burger King Wednesday night. And God been eating my lunch about that. 
I had somebody cut me off in the drive-thru. Everybody say, oh. Yeah, poor me, right? You do it too, right? I mean, not cut people off, but y'all get cut off, right? I'm sure ain't nobody in here cutting people off in the drive-thru. Huh? And boy, I was so mad. Y'all know the preacher gets mad? Preacher get mad. Yeah, preacher get mad too. Yes. And I said, man, the nerve of that dude. And as I said, the nerve of that dude, you know what he did? I told him Wednesday night, he rolled down the window and smiled about it. Y'all wasn't expecting that, was you? I wanted to get out that car and say, you know who I am, son? Some 18-year-old going to skip me in line and then laugh about it. It's called life, folks. It's called life. You know what bugged me more than anything is I had to wait. Why everybody laughing at me today? I had to wait. Nobody likes to wait, do they? You see, it would have been really easy for these brothers to just head on out, right? Huh? Hey, we got a, hey, we got a plan. Hey, we got a plan. We know who Jesus is. We'll just go ahead and get started. Oh, have you ever been there? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that'll eat your lunch. Huh? I'm not talking about in a church. I'm talking about in your life. Right? Oh, it applies in the church as well. But how many of you know we got to wait upon the Lord? we got to wait upon the Lord. Folks, we can't get busy about what we think ought to happen or take place. we got to wait upon the Lord. And some of you, I know you're looking at me like, don't be saying wait upon the Lord because I've been waiting upon the Lord. Huh? Been praying, ain't nothing happening. Been seeking and ain't seeing, right? Oh, nobody's going to admit that today. I've been there. Yes, God, when the breakthrough going to happen, right? But what does he say? He says, wait. Wait. Why? Because he's the one with the plan, folks. He's the one with the plan. And he's the one with the power. And when we get that out of order, guess what? We got a problem. Because we're no longer doing the will of God. It must be his will and his power that we work in. Why? Because it's his work and not ours. His work and not ours. He says here, wait. Wait for the promise of the Father. Now that's twofold right there because thank God there's a promise. Nobody in here deserves a promise from God, but yet we got them. Yet we got them. Don't you tell me the Lord don't love you today because he does. Because he does. Verses 6 and 7, we'll move down here. Verses 6 and 7 says this, well, let's read verse 5. But For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. Look, there's a promise, ain't it? Verse 6, when they therefore were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, without at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel. They're getting ahead, ain't they? Huh? they thinking ahead. When is this going to take place? Jesus, when's all this going to happen, you know? And listen, we can fill in the blank of our lives asking questions to God. And listen, it's not bad to ask questions, but be ready to listen. Be ready to listen. We've all got questions and concerns. But when we take them to him, how about listen for an answer? Hmm? How about listen for an answer? That's what matters, to hear him speaking. Verse 7, and he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times. Somebody needs that today. Huh? It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father has put in his own 
power. So who has the power to control it all? The Father does, folks. The Father does. That's whose that's who's power and timetable we need to be worried about. Not our own. Not our own. And we love to get ahead. We love to get out front, don't we? Sure we do, but we can also get out of the will of God. It must be in His time, folks. His time. Why? Because it's in His own power. His own power. Verse number 8, But ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Hey, there's a miracle. Praise God. And ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Boy, now this is impactful here. You might say, why did he list it that way? Can I tell you, he didn't do nothing by accident. God didn't do nothing by accident. He didn't say, oops, there's sin down there. What are we going to do? I don't read that nowhere in my Bible. He always has a plan. He does have a plan, folks. It's not past. Just because we're still here doesn't mean he's not here. He is here, folks. He is alive. He is living. He is moving. And when we realize that and get a hold of it, guess what? He'll be able to use us. It's called being surrendered. Surrendered. Notice where they are to be witnesses. Number one, Jerusalem. What's special about that? Well, it's a picture to us. What do you mean, preacher? That's your home and your family. That's my home and my family. Can I tell you, if I cannot be the pastor of my own home, I cannot be the pastor of this church. And what goes for me goes for you. Hear me today. It's got to start in the home. I, I used to add up the time, and James Allen, you can relate to this. AJ, you can re- anybody that's worked with children and youth ministry, you, you realize this very quickly, that you only have so much time with young people. And when you really start adding up the hours, and you start adding up the hours that they're not with you, i got to tell you, it's pretty defeating. It's a defeating feeling because it doesn't weigh out. And matter of fact, it ain't even close. It's like a, a mile long to an inch. It really is. It's, it's really, and it'll work over on you if you allow it to. Why? Because there's a world out there influencing these young people, right? Yes, and that's why we've got to make the most of everything we can. But we've got to invest in families, folks. Let me say it again. We've got to invest in families. It's got to begin in the home. Listen, it, it cannot just begin here at the church. Oh. Yes. I'm talking about mamas and daddies who share in the gospel with their children. I'm talking about spouses who are actually praying together. Ouch, that'll work us over. Oh, don't tell me you're, you got it all figured out and planned out. Don't you do that. Huh? We all got work to do, don't we? And if we're going to go out in power, we got work to do. But guess what? It's got to be your home. It's got to be your family. That's where it all starts. Then we see Judea. How about that? The community. Hey, the community. How about you? How about you on the job? You say, I can't talk about Jesus on the job. You can live like Jesus on the job. Did I say that out loud? We can live like Jesus on the job. When I'm in line at Burger King and somebody cuts me off, I can live like Jesus. Huh? Yes. So you know what I did? 
I'm not done with that story. I smiled back. Yeah, I smiled back. Yes, praise God. You can live like Jesus anywhere you go. I don't care if it's the grocery store. You go to get your car washed. You can live like Jesus. Yes. We got to go to the community, folks. Listen, there's going to be people who never step foot into a church. We need to accept that. We're living in denial is what we're living in. We think we can make posters and radio ads and all these things, and they're all good. It's good to put it out. It's good to promote. But, folks, if we're really going to make an impact on the family and on our community, we got to go to where they are. Yes, and guess what? What I preach to you, I preach to myself. we got to go together. Together. Why? Because we're the church. We're in this together. We also see Samaria. Now, what was so interesting about that? Man, Samaria was an enemy. I mean, I mean those people didn't get together. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Yes. What does that mean? You're going to have to love people with the love of Christ to even those people who hate you. How about the people that don't agree with you? Yes. I got to thinking about the very fact, and I said it earlier, we're so quick to talk about what we don't believe. That that's really what a lot of people know. What we, they, they know what we don't believe. Right? They know what we don't stand for. But how often are we telling them who we do believe in? Who we do believe on? Huh? That's what they need to hear. Why? Because for me to be negative and for me to, to, to down somebody else, well, number one, Jesus didn't do it. Come on. What did he do? He loved people and revealed to them who he was. We got to live like Jesus. Why? Because it's his power. It's his purpose. And it's his plan. Your enemy those that like you and those that who do not like you. And some of y'all in here probably got more people that don't like you than like you. That's probably me. We got to love them all, folks. Why? Because it ain't about us and it ain't about them. It's all about Jesus. And it's about people dying and going to hell. See, that's what we don't like to talk about anymore. Because it feels bad, don't it? To think that right now people are in hell. Yes. And how many people are going to hell? Are going to hell while you and I have the gospel right here. It's the power, the power that we need. I'm going to read, I want to read verse 8 again. But ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. What does that mean? We go everywhere. Everywhere. And when God calls, we answer. That's what he's looking for. But do you know what that requires? <laughs> Surrender. Surrender. If you want the power of God, guess what? You've got to surrender to it. Surrender to it. It's not enough to talk about it. It's not enough to dance around about it. Hey, we just got to do it. We just got to do it. There was a 
There was a preacher who said that said this week. He said, why don't we spend less time cursing the darkness and just go ahead and turn on the light? Now see, if you're here today and you understand who the light is, that'll get a hold of you. Hmm? Because the light is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. So I want to ask you today, church, with heads bowed and eyes closed, I want to ask you today, what are we going to do? We've got, boy, we've got seasons upon us where we can make a difference, not only in our homes, we can make a difference in our community. We can make a difference with those who hate us. And we can make a difference in this world. But I wonder today, what will you do with Jesus? You see, where the rubber meets the road is with you and I. It might be in here that you're not saved. And you surely can't go tell somebody about somebody you don't know. I wonder, why don't you quit running and just get saved? I mean, he's paid the price. He's made the way. He's done everything for you. He's just waiting on you. Would you receive him today? And there are some of you here today that are hurting. You're going through things and, hey, some of them I may know about, some of them I don't know about. It don't really matter. What matters today is that Jesus knows. I wonder, would you come cast your cares upon him today? Would you come and give it to him today? How about the fact is he's ready to receive it today? He sure is. But we've got to give it to him. Then I want to ask you, church, this. What are we going to do with the gospel? (laughs) What are we going to do with the gospel? Are we going to sit on it? We can praise God for it. We can come in here and, boy, shout it down. But are we going to take it out to a lost and dying world? You know what I'm praying is God put a burden on our heart. Each and every one. And I'm going to ask you to do something. I mean, we do have to get out the box every now and then, don't we? I want to ask you to do something. If you're saved here today, I want to ask you. Think of the one you need to share the gospel with. That you need to share the gospel That you know in your heart is lost. That you know God has spoken to you about talking to Get, their, get the picture of what they look like in your mind. Because I'm praying God burn it there. Boy, that we can't look left or right, but we see their face. Folks, today what the people of God need is a burden for the lost. A burden for the lost. Now I'm going to ask you to do this. I'm going to ask those that would to come and pray. Preacher, you're going to ask me to stand up and come to the altar and pray? Absolutely I am. Why? Because when the people of God seek the face of God, God's going to move. God's going to touch. So I'm going to ask you today, who would be willing to come and pray? Who would be willing to say, I'm going to share the gospel? I'm going to share the gospel. I'm going to share the gospel. We got one coming this morning.
anybody else. I'm going to share the gospel. I'm going to share the gospel. It's when we pray, God moves. Heavenly Father, God, I do thank you, God, for the day that you've blessed us with. God, I know we've got people going through different things, God, and God, I pray that, God, as they cast those to you, God, knowing that you can take care of them, God. God, I, God, I pray that what you do in their hearts and their lives be a testimony to who you are. And God, I pray, God, that God, you'll give us a burden for lost and dying people. God, that we won't sit on the gospel, but God, we'll go and tell. God, what an opportunity you've given us if we'll just follow you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.